Breaking news, Alex loves his wife. That's true. <laughs> Facts. Never gets old. By yeah. Chance the Rapper. That's true. <laughs> Never gets old. I love my wife. I- Every yeah. time I meet someone for the first time that knows Alex, they say, he loves you. And I say, that's so nice. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty nice. He's tr- obsessed with you. It's true. Can I have my up a little in my headphones? And then can you turn Jackie a little bit down? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to silence your wife on Valentine's Day? <laughs> she's just wow, wow. <laughs> no, she's oh, wow. so loud in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Freudian slip? Yeah, he wishes. He wishes. You just turn, turn me up and turn her down. Alex wishes life was kind of like a podcast, and he had the he had the oh control knobs crying. right at his fingertips. It's not going to get any better Wrong bitch. Alex Center. <laughs> 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 uh, well, we certainly know what the intro is going to be. <laughs> yep, that was it. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day, <laughs> Happy movie. Valentine's Day, baby. I'm so glad that we're doing this again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Kevin. What's up? Jackie. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, how dare you not say your wife's name at the beginning of the podcast where your wife is on? First you tell her tell me to turn her down and then now you're not yelling her name at the beginning? What the fuck? Alex? Typically I like to just like talk to you real quick, the Kevin uh, the Kevin the, the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we introduce the guest, and then you know the show begins. But uh, this isn't like any other show. This you want to do a Jackie real quick? Jack, wait, three, <laughs> two, one, Jackie. I sound like I'm in trouble. No, that sounds pretty good. No, that's what he usually does for me. Yeah, it works really well. Yeah, because Pookie. That's, oh, bring that's a pet a name to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it's not getting cut. Oh, God damn it. Three, two, one. Jackie. What's up, baby? Hi, babe. Oh, it's good to see you here. It's good to see you. I'm um, so proud of you. We have a very special guest today. He's a copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> He's a producer. He's an editor. He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. His name is Kevin. He's wow. a sweetheart. You Oops. forgot he's a sweetheart. It's Valentine's oh, Day. He is a sweetheart. I don't and celebrate I Valentine's the Day. The reason why I want to bring that to the forefront is because I think the internet knows you a certain way. And I want everyone to know what a flippin' softy you are. No, I'm a fucking asshole. No, no, no you're no, no, you're a schmush. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, a, I'm a jerk. I'm a big You're jerk. a softy, no. you're a sweetheart. I'm hard. You're you're just a teddy bear. And some, an occasional silly goose. An occasional silly goose. I definitely goose. am a silly goose. <laughs> I'm also a silly goose. But I'm, a, I'm hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin? <laughs> I can't. He, he's, um, you know, he's, he's a great kid, right, Jack? Yeah, I wouldn't call him a kid anymore. He's really... He's yeah. an adult. How long yeah. have you known each other now, Kev? Four. four almost four. Yeah. Going on four? Yeah. I well, think. Welcome to the podcast. It's been completely taken over by Jackie and I. It's now Jackie and I's podcast. Front and center, hosted by Jackie Center, Alex Center, Oh, it's our podcast. No, I would never take that away from him. He's worked so hard to build what this is. That's fair. But um, yeah, Jackie, fine. if you don't know who she is. Just bantering. <laughs> she's That's what I'm supposed to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an entrepreneur. Banta. She's an inventor. Shout out Love Island. She's a businesswoman. She's my wife. My wife. She's a Valentine today. And it's Valentine's Day. So we're- You forgot. Oh, she's an ex-ad Visionary gal. genius. Visionary genius and former ad gal. So perfect timing because it's both Valentine's Girls Day today girl. 
And also, just we just watched the Super Bowl of advertising, aka the Super Bowl. Jackie, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's really... Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Soundboard misfunction. That was so loud in my yeah. headphones. Whoops. Holy shit. Um, Kevin... It was, it was supposed to be collapse. We're going to go through the Super Bowl, and then we're going to go through a Valentine's Day story. So we have a lot to get to, okay. because we're kind of taking both of these things, smashing them together. You're an expert in both, advertising and Valentine's Day. And the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl. What do you think of the game, Jack? You mean the Rihanna concert? The Rihanna concert. Let's start there. What do you think of Rihanna? So I'm I'm engaged and I'm, this is my hot take. What she did was iconic, truly. She was flying higher than any of us would ever go while pregnant. And although it wasn't as much of a spectacular with like, the showmanship and the craziness and like Jay-Z was in the building. He should have been on stage with her. Like that was a real disappointment because I'm a Jay fan. But I do think that like the style, the power, like the way that she rose up to the top of the stadium on like a piece of glass is not getting enough credit. That's fair. I thought it was sick. Yeah. I think every year my halftime show enjoyment is – definitely correlated to the amount of weed i've smoked mm. and i i smoked some weed right before the performance started so i fucking loved it damn kevin Same. Yeah. dude you're so hard you know so yeah, hard dude, I with the smoke fucking hella, drugs i smoke hella weed dude. the zaza kevin's <laughs> yeah. off the zaza hella zaza yeah i thought zaza is pizza it is zaza's pizza but zaza is weed and i don't know when that happened because, Kevin, did you see the store in Williamsburg that's called Zaza Russ? There's like several Zaza stores. Yeah. Why? Wait. When did that happen? And where were Jackie and I? Since the dawn of time. Zaza? No, I think is like it a maybe. Gen Z thing? I think maybe like this time last year, maybe it, a little bit. Kevin, is that what the kids are calling it? Is it a Gen Z thing? I think it came from drill rap. Drill rap. But okay. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, that's actual facts. Kevin knows things. I genuinely think you've stayed cooler because of the stew. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, for I'm sure. I'm myself with the young people. Yeah. They know things. Yeah. And they're cool. Back to Rihanna's satanic halftime performance. Is that what people are calling it? No. Why? Because she was wearing red? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to do like a Tucker bit or something. For whatever reason, halftime shows are super polarizing. People either fucking love them and it's the greatest thing they've ever seen in their life or it's absolutely garbage, terrible. Like it was it was the worst. And I don't understand why there's no room for like it was good, but it wasn't that great, which is kind of my opinion. Which I think is, because it's Rihanna. I think it's great, but not like the best ever. I think that's fine. There were a lot of people who were hoping that she would put like top five performances on the board because she's so innovative and she's so ahead of the curve and she's such a businesswoman that like I think the expectations were higher than most because it was her I don't think that anyone was like well I shouldn't say anyone but at least in my circle which is a very particular type of kind of like Brooklyn millennial woman there was a desire and I think a, a much different expectation than like <laughs> Shakira and J-Lo. I saw something online though that was like a clip of her performing in the past and she wasn't all doing all that much then. And they were like, what did you expect from her? This is not really, she's not Beyonce. She doesn't like go crazy in performing. She's not like a dancer. She's just attitude and yeah. songs. And like, that's kind of all she did at the Super Bowl, which is like, obviously she's got so many bangers. She's got a fucking incredible catalog. And she kind of did like, a, I don't really give a fuck that much about this, even though it was the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, which was, it was fucking sick. Which is pretty fucking amazing that she like has that kind of like, I'm just Rihanna, like 
I'm good enough to just kind of right. sing my songs and like not really do that much yeah. of a performance. I saw a meme that, or I guess it wasn't a meme. It was like a tweet that turned into an Instagram post. Not really a meme. Kevin that, that Same thing. Same thing. But someone said like, I love that Rihanna showed up and said, I am enough. And I think that's fair. Like, I think that's good. My one thought about it is if she's pregnant, right? And she can't like do crazy performing. And maybe that wasn't even something that she would have done if she wasn't pregnant. I do think maybe the like, maybe a couple more guests or a bit more of like a show around her was because it was just one set, one stage. One I liked thing. how she didn't have guests. I think that was her disruption. That's, yeah, that's like, that's yeah. being powerful. Yeah, that's being the minimal. bad bitch that she is. Because it would have been really easy for her to swap out that overcoat for a bunch of other like gorgeous overcoats. So it was obviously an intentional creative decision to go monochrome palette, like power in its scale, but like simplicity in its execution, which I think is very her. Like she's going left when everyone else goes right. It wasn't doing too much for sure. It was very simple. It was a I decision. Think. And it definitely, to your point, was definitely like a thoughtful decision to not try to do too much and just be like, these are my fucking amazing songs. I'm on this fucking giant pedestal. And like, I'm going to just, that's enough. That's enough. But that's we all cool. thought Kanye West was coming down. For all the lights. Jay was, was in the audience. Like, Jay was in the crowd. I think Jay-Z's but, role was to get Rihanna to go and perform. Like, Rock Nation, Apple, NFL. Mm, like, his role is more as a, like, executive behind the scenes. mogul. Like, he's the one that booked Rihanna. I feel like he doesn't need to go out there. The only person that I could have seen out there, you know, ASAP Rocky. Get a little, yeah. fa- get a little fam thing going. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of Valentine's Day, did you guys see the clips of him in yes. watching her? yes. So sweet. Yeah, really adorable. If my uh, partner was doing something and I knew I was going to be on camera, I would be overly enthusiastic. (laughs) I can't be caught lacking in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to film you eating Arden's cookies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, shout out to Arden. These cookies are phenomenal cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are really good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we're on YouTube. People could see Kevin's uh, reaction uh, to his his partner's cookies. Oh, my God, they're so good. I just want to say something here. It's Valentine's Day, so I thought I would tell you. If you were performing at the Super Bowl, I would be even more proud than ASAP Rocky. Yeah, I would. I would. It's true. He looked really proud, but. I would be more proud. What about all the miraculous should I do every single day that no one sees? Damn, that's pretty much. What about that? (laughs) She's pretty much in the Super Bowl of of life and entrepreneurship (laughs) and boss, boss babe-ness. Here's what you should have said. Okay. Every day is a Super Bowl with you, babe. Uh, (laughs) Damn. And every day I'm proud like ASAP Rocky. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move to commercials. So um, first thing we have to discuss is the M&M Spokes Candy drama we've been talking about this for weeks and i think the whole thing has been leading up to this fucking super bowl moment where m&ms was going to use the controversy of the m&m spokes candies they got maya rudolph and this was their moment and kevin what did they do clams clams that's legitimately <laughs> what they did what the fuck what the fuck was that they ran a commercial that was manyas which is sort of the you know, sort of Maya Rudolph rebrand of M and M's, and they ran this commercial about how M and M's was in in as as spokesperson that was replacing the spokes candies. She had replaced M and M's with clam insides, right? Clam M and M's, yeah, chocolate covered clam bits. I think yes. is what they said. Okay, so my hot take is that they couldn't have not known that clam means vagina. I don't know if they that was intentional. Like, I just think they were trying to like. There's just no way. I think after watching it again, 
just now. I think what I think they were trying to do is say that like Maya Rudolph was a bad spokesperson. Like she was making bad decisions for the brand. And so that's why they needed to bring back the spokes candy. I still don't get it. It's, like I, I just don't get it. Everything about this was bad. Mm-hmm. So turned ever, duck into ideas. Yes, yes. Ever since Tucker came on and shamed them for doing International Women's Day campaigns. Yes. And they folded at the knee to mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson. Yep. It's just been bad creative ever since. Every decision's been horrible. Who the fuck came up with clams? Anytime you need to unpack what they were trying to say in a commercial, I don't care what kind of commercial, Super Bowl or otherwise, you miss the mark. 100% agree. If we don't get it, branding experts. Smart people. Smart people. I wasn't going to say, but you said it. We are all smarter than the average bear. We are. And we've spent (laughs) weeks studying this, talking about this, literally trying to understand it. And we still don't really get it. We literally were tapped. Yeah. To talk about this to the New York Times as like a correspondent to give a quote about this thing. And it's just like. And here you are scratching your head when. Doesn't make sense. I mean, one thing that is interesting in the very beginning of the commercial, they like tear down a spokes candy poster. And then at the very end of the commercial, there's a red M&M with a poster in the back that says, help me. There's this idea that like the spokes candies are being held hostage or they're like, they've been, they, they, that would have been good. They need other jobs or something. Like there's this idea that I think that like these spokes candies, like they had to move on. They got displaced. They got displaced by Maya Rudolph. And I think that's why maybe the idea was that Maya Rudolph is like an evil person, maybe potentially, or she was like, I guess, yeah, I guess. And so like to bring the M&M spokescandies back, which they did. So they ran another commercial at the very end of the Super Bowl, which after the game had ended, it was sort of like a post game press conference with the spokescandies. And they announced that they were actually coming back and they were never going to leave. The graphics looked a heck of a lot like the CNN graphics. So really? Yeah. yeah. I guess that was the third eye open, right? They had like third eye open. That starts to get a little bit interesting, but I just think like you're either not going to cave to the political pressures or you are going to address the political pressures and what they wound up doing was kind of like sitting in this muddy gray area of a cesspool of like ideas that almost had an opinion and I don't know where that leaves us. fucking muddy clam water. But also shout out BBDO. Do they still have the account? BBDO. I do love BBDO. Yeah, Jackie. Used to work there. A former BBDO human. Can we get one of them on the line to see what they were thinking with the clams? <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah. Why clam? Yeah. Honestly, I have some friends that work there. I can tap them. One of my friends, uh, Kelly, actually used to work on M&M's. Yeah. I think she's since moved on, but she worked on M&M's for years at BBDO. I think it's just overall like such a disappointment. I think, and I've been sort of uh, predicting this, that like all of their intentions to date have shown. Shout out Kelly Saucier. <laughs> all of their sort of like moves that they've made up to this point have shown that they are very out of touch with like what the internet culture is saying, the sort of general sort of conversation around their brand. And like they haven't been able to sort of use that conversation to better themselves, their cause, their ideas, their point of view. And I didn't think they were going to use Super Bowl in a way that was like going to just like tie it all together and do it well. And this was like this, even my expectations were low and they, yeah. I was even left even more confused and disappointed yeah, by the I, whole thing. It was nothing. Yeah, exactly. Verbal meme, um, our expectations were low, but holy fuck. Totally, <laughs> yeah. It was like they exceeded my expectations on how much they botched this. I'm going to stand up for advertising creatives for a second. 
It is so hard to get an idea through. Oh, I And bet. there's so much scrutiny on Super Bowl ads. And when anything can be misinterpreted or politically charged, everyone is on top of it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the CMO of Mars was sitting in those meetings of, like, global Mars. And when there's that many opinions in the room, it's almost impossible to get a thought across. And, like, when there's an ECD turducken of, like, bullshit and feedback, like, to salvage whatever the original intention was is, like, we're not responding to what those reviews were. We're responding to, like, the end result of a whole bunch of bullshit. This has never been an indictment on advertising creatives. And I think we probably have some sympathy like working with clients and it just seems (laughs) like it seems like in general there are no good ideas that are getting through Mm. whether it be because you know these brands are scared or whatever the reason may be there's a very like low likelihood of the creative being bad or like the creative side of it like not coming up with good ideas it's probably more likely the implementation and execution of the ideas getting through. And it's a great point, though. I do think it's a great point of view, and that's why we're so glad that you're here outside the fact that it's Valentine's Day, and I love you. Thanks, babe. I do think it's very valuable and worth saying that, like, I'm sure there were good ideas that were brought to the table that were like, we're going to leverage this controversy, we're going to tap into it, we're going to, like... Every brief in that room. Like, every... And do something controversial and bold and like take a stance. Maybe not controversial. It's still M&M's. Okay, but maybe do something that was like boundary pushing or maybe something that was like. At least addressed it in a cool and M&M's like brand focused way. I think like their use of Maya Rudolph was really complicated and it should have been really simple. And I think just overall like whenever there's internet fodder on anything, brands, even small brands like take time to respond and I think you need a lot of data and like there's just like a very interesting thing happening right now with like the pace of like traditional advertising and the speed of the internet they're not they're not they're no longer in a like a parallel that allows brands to be responsible and relevant because the sheer nature of like how long those things take or a year and a half off pace. Sure. And I think generally, I would imagine there's a lot of fear at a company like Mars that if they take a, you know, the spokescan, the idea was like they are representing a new sort of modern consumer and they were going to tap into sort of cultural tensions. And, you know, obviously it ruffled a lot of people the wrong way. And there is an idea that like the internet is like go woke and go broke because these people that like are offended by this stuff and that's insane, but they are. And then they turn their back on them. They burn their Nikes and they sort of like say, we're not going to eat M&Ms. And to be fair, there are a lot of people in this country that are, you know, sort of of that belief. So I'm not shocked that M&Ms, a giant corporation, would maybe try to distract us with like Maya Rudolph and clam M&Ms and not really take a strong point of view either way. But like, that's why it's so confusing that like they even tried to do this in the first place. It's like, yeah, having, but I think there is a path down the middle of like being, Oh, this controversy is really dumb. Like, I think they could have done something like that maybe could have leveraged both sides of being like, Come on. Like, this We're, is just candy. Yes. Yeah. Like, ma- maybe they strip it back. I like, the funny candy coated version of the Jesus ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> no, it's that's an a good amazing segue. segue. Thank you very much. But I yeah. agree with you. That's, <laughs> that's what they should have done. They should have made fun of this thing and been like, we can't decide on the personalities of our of, of candy. We're talking spokes about people. spokes candies. It's ridiculous. But 
Yeah, and and I don't know if it's ridiculous. Like it really matters to a lot of people, but I also think that like if you have a mass brand, it's also okay to say that like this isn't my conversation. And I think that that's where they went wrong in the beginning. Well, they shouldn't have made the fucking green M M&M and M not sexy anymore. That's true. <laughs> and the orange M and M anxious. Yeah. Did you see in the end commercial? Or they should have brought in backstories that rationalized it in a woke way, like the slutty <laughs> quote unquote M M&M. and M. What if she was just a positive, like sex positive, like like feminist like there were so many ways to solve out of that that didn't require like ham fisting the wrong direction can i tell you something what, what, that i thought was funny what, ham fisting what does that mean ham fisting means like just bobbing okay, like okay, bob okay. like just fucking it up when they're making the big announcement that this book's candies are back the orange m&m was nervous in the ad he was like oh no is this is this a good time to do this like i don't know and i was just like I mean, it still continues to hit home. With oh, the orange M&M was leading that creative, so. <laughs> yeah, it's too anxious, yeah. too nervous. Um, let's talk about Jesus, because in my opinion, Jesus won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Jesus did win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. since my last name is DeJesu. Yeah, speak on it. No, I'm just kidding. I was raised Unitarian Universalist very proudly. So how do you feel about Jesus running such a hot commercial and the creative team behind Jesus really absolutely destroying it in a good way? I don't want to speak first. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought the ad was extremely captivating. Um, I've been pretty keen on the Jesus ads. I've been noticing throughout the football season. I think the ad is pretty brilliant. It's G, G's, us. <laughs> yeah. It's highlighting us and Jesus. Yeah, putting know, us and Jesus. Mm. You know, a little unity play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought that was smart all year. And they've laid down this brand of black and white imagery. And, you know, it's, I think they pretty much just use photos. Right when it started, I was like, Jesus. Where's this going? (laughs) This has got to be Jesus. There's no way this isn't Jesus. (laughs) And then I feel like, I don't know if it was the weed or if it was a good commercial, (laughs) but I was extremely captivated. I was like, oh my God, where's this going? Where's this going? So I had the, um, not the same experience because I didn't know that black and white meant Jesus. I just started listening to the music, watching these visuals, and I was like, is this an Apple ad? I was like, damn, this is like really beautiful and like really like, captivating because you know they do like the shot on an iphone and it's like the best photos yeah. and the I best was, protest yeah. photos but it was just like all these like very cap like captivating very engaging very sort of controversial at times but like you know very important photos that represent today's moment and then at the end when it was just like jesus and i was like whoa like who's doing their ads fucking widen like these are one man can save us <laughs> i mean i don't know uh it's just good ads yeah i mean who's there, doing them there was some I don't know. I don't know who's doing them, but there was some controversy. Um, shout out AOC said that it was promoting and Guess what? normalizing Guess what? fascism. AOC wears a shower cap. Shout out to AOC. Nice. It was uh, a good plug. Sick. Yeah. That's a good plug. That's there. sick. That's like Rihanna putting on the Fenty in between in the middle of her Super Bowl p- commercial. Yeah. That was good product placement. Um, yeah, what yeah. did AOC say? She said that uh, those images were promoting and normalizing fascism. I mean, here's this is this is what I really want to say. What's that end tagline? It's like Jesus. No, it's Jesus loves those we hate. And it's like, who's the we? Because hate is really a charged word. And even even a Jesus commercial condoning hate in any way, like that tagline literally in a Jesus commercial acknowledges and in some way like exacerbates the hatred in this country versus what it was actually trying to say which was but i think that jesus loved the people we hate well, who's the we jesus loves everybody like that's that's the that's his like, that's thing. what i'm, I'm saying, not saying but like <laughs> that's his as a, yeah that's his tagline 
Like, how are we saying that we hate people? Well, I think that it's just a on a maybe, global platform. That's that's really my hot take on this. Like, it's like yeah. whether you're Jesus or not. Like, you have to assume that the people behind this are. I mean, <laughs> I just think that I'm the past several years have showed an e- extreme uh, divisiveness in our country, and yeah. I think that it is probably good to try to mend some of the relationships between people that you know. I think. The world has never been more divided. Yeah, it's been very polarized. So I think there is divisiveness, and people do, like people genuinely hate other people who have different point of views. So who's going to bring us together? Coca Cola, M and M's, or Jesus? Well, here's the other thing that I was going to say. Did Scientology still have their buy this year? They had one. I saw it. It was pre-show. It was like a little right, bit so, before the so game. So Jesus literally, like Scientology, used to have those slots. They did. Used to have so big, now yeah. Scientology didn't even get main stage, and Jesus came in. Jesus had a big ad buy. I mean, Jesus was there first. Jesus had a lot of money. Realistically, yeah, there'd be no Scientology without Jesus. I guess Jack. The he the people we hate, I, I hate that. But I guess what they're saying, and now well, that, that I'm thinking about it, the, is that both people hate people. So on each side, it doesn't side, matter. That's not a Jesus message. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess he's saying that Je- they're saying that Jesus uh, loves everybody because no matter who you hate, Jesus loves them. But if you love Jesus, you shouldn't hate anyone. I agree with that. I mean, that's yeah. A, I mean, that's, that's facts. That's, 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 a, a, that's undeniable facts. That's a better message. It's a, it's a reminder. It's a reminder that there are. I think this is where it gets very propaganda y. This is this is like why yeah. that. And also, I will say, like, that black and white imagery was racially charged. I didn't have time to kind of count, like, the, ang- the anger, yeah. like, kind of who was screaming or the intensity that they were. But as a viewer, it felt like they should have been more responsible. And it. F- I don't think that it was unbiased. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's... Next topic. I don't want to get canceled. Right. Um, It was definitely biased towards Jesus. (laughs) I will say um, the music, that song, captivating. I'm just saying, like, it's a good song and a good, you know, and I think that, I just want to call that out. It's like one of the reasons why I feel like it's um, working is because of the music. Yeah, Um, that ad has me going back to church. Yeah. Yeah. the last commercial I think we need just to talk kidding. about is Tubi, because I think a lot of people, myself included, are saying that Tubi um, either had the best commercial. Or right after the Jesus ad. It was right after the Jesus ad. And so if you didn't see it, basically, Tubi um, sort of created a, a stunt ad that faked people out. It sort of seemed like they were going back to the broadcast. So they had um, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson, the sort of commentators for the Super Bowl. They start talking. And then all of a sudden, it appears as though on your screen, Tubi app starts opening up and starts go- clicking around, and you hear the clicking noises, and it was just meant to fake people out. And mm-hmm. people, myself included, fell for it. Yeah, I got I got, got. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, in a game where there was a lot of like commercials about uh, movies, there was a lot of commercials about like streaming content, EVs. Yeah, what about that big QR code that just had like a 30-second buy? Oh, they've been, they were hammering the QR codes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of QR codes. I feel like that worked really well for Coinbase last year. Yeah. And so people were like, we're going to take that idea, and it just get, didn't yeah, work Get the fuck well. out of here, Joe McHale, with your goddamn, oh, uh, God. yeah. your d- goddamn big cat. <laughs> yeah, your, your television wants to show watch your about show. cats. Yeah. I will say this Tubi ad worked for me in a really, you know, smart way. The thing, the thing that I am struggling with is it's from a really like a very cool popular advertising agency called Mischief. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Mischief. It's Mischief spelled M-I-S-C-H-I-E-F. It's Mischief. So now there's like 
Mischief, the agency that we all know that made the big red boots and like all the crazy cool things that we love. There's an ad agency called Mischief and they're doing some of the best advertising. That's cool. Isn't that weird though that there's- They should join forces. They should join forces. And they should say there's no I in- Mischief. Damn. 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 <laughs> big brain thinking. Yeah. It's hard to say who came first though. I don't know. I don't know, but I just think it's very bizarre that there's two Mischief agencies that are actually doing really great stuff and kind of crushing it. And, uh, Mischief did this Tubi commercial. Nice. So I mean, it's to kind them. of what every agency wants to be, right? Is like disruptive at their core. Troublemakers. Yeah. yeah. Troll, <laughs> Troublemakers. Right. Speaking of, did you see Rebels. the commercial about rock stars? There was, they were saying like, stop calling yourself rock stars executives. It was targeting like ad executives and like ad executives in the world being like, stop calling yourself rock stars. And they had like Gene Simmons and like real rock stars. That's hilarious. Which was a pretty funny concept. It wasn't really well executed. So I, I thought it know. sucked. There was one publication that had it ranked very highly in their top ads. Mm. And I thought it was just like, I thought that was garbage. Yeah. What publication? I can't say. Oh. I talk too much shit about them. Okay, moving on. Ad week. Um, oh, yeah. So that's a Super Bowl recap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a Super Bowl recap. Oh. Um, lots of commercials that we didn't talk about, but there's lots yeah. of stuff. Uh, you know. Can that- I get one final thought in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Skechers had a big win. Um mm. With that Stoop Dog commercial, it had me wanting to maybe look into some Skechers, and I think Ooh. they might be cool now. I don't know. Wow. Are you going to try to bring Skechers back up? Uh, I think Snoop Dogg did that. Wow. I don't know if Snoop Dogg's influence in the fashion world is, uh, but listen, I could be wrong. I fully support Snoop Dogg getting his bag. Yeah. In any way, shape, and I Some of those shoes look sick. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Really? Yeah. Speak- I can't tell if you're kidding. Like in a, in a like kind of like an ironic dad shoe type of way. But That's like, what they want. Maybe a little more- I don't know. They looked a little cooler. I don't Listen, know. this is working. They paid a lot of money for, for you, you to, to think feel that. that way. So, Good. yeah. I mean, am I going to buy Skechers? <laughs> Definitely not. It worked. Uh, speaking of people getting that bag, Cardi B Offset had a uh, placement in a McDonald's commercial that ran during the Super Bowl. It was all about couples. So, we're going to talk about a couple of Valentine's Day stories here, real quickly. Um, the commercial kind of featured like a sort of a <clears throat> wedding, you know, sort of dating game. I guess is the sh- is the idea where like couples try to guess. You know, newlywed what, game. Newlywed game. Thank you. Oh, nice, nice. Um, where they guess kind of like their partner's preferences for things. And it was about McDonald's, kind of what their partner's preferences were. Um, it was bu- featured a bunch of uh, real couples, I guess. And then one of them was Cardi B and Offset. This was a very, I think, smart sort of tie-in with Super Bowl happening on Sunday before Valentine's Day. So then to have a commercial kind of about love and then to then launch a Cardi B and Offset meal on Valentine's Day. That's good planning. Yeah, it's good. Good good stuff. So the meal, as we talked about on the show a lot, never features anything new. It just features like what people like on the menu. I'm um, sorry, Alex. It's They actually feature barbecue sauce in this meal. Oh, wow. Um, such a big innovation. In- do they not have barbecue sauce? No, they do. Uh, we always thought... Yeah, we always but it's a combination. Isn't it about the unique kind of curation yeah, yeah. of what you do yes. in your... They can't design any new menu items. Like, it's... Throws a wrench I mean, the if system. it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Well, yeah, so. they just like can't put that in it's their system. Also, big. then it wouldn't be someone's order. That's fair. I mean, this. I actually like that they let people do that. Yeah, it's kind of like what they would order. So, Car- it's, yeah, exactly. So, Cardi B likes a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce. All right. And a large Coke. That's her order. And then Offset likes a quarter pounder with cheese and a large high C orange lava host. Oh, dude, that McDonald's high C is so fucking good. Wow. Holy shit. With the big straw. Yeah. I mean, people love, people love talking about McDonald's Sprite, but people are sleeping on McDonald's high C. I'm not a big orange soda guy. I'm it's not orange soda. It's like fucking, it's, it's high C, dude. Oh, it's yeah. like fruit punch? Yeah. 
Which also I will say, I know no one knows you this intimately, but like the fact that you're not an orange soda guy is so off brand. Yeah, I do love things that are orange. You love things that are orange. You love. true. No, it's just facts. (laughs) Do you like an orange chata? What would our couple meal? The uh, Ajax McDonald's meal. What would we? What would we put on it? Oh gosh. Yeah. I like a kids meal. Like a chicken nuggets. No, the chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. Right. Like the McChicken. Yeah. We're not a big McDonald's. No, we're not a fast food couple. No, I know. I'm a Saqqara girly. <laughs> Shout out Saqqara. We're into vegan meal plans. Um, <laughs> Shit, it's yeah, Boston yeah, Pot. I, yeah, yeah. I need a vegan meal plan. Shout out to Saqqara. Shout out to Territory. Shout, Shout out to, to our Saqqara meal plans. Shout out to if you'd like to uh, get your first order, 20% off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exojackie, S-H-H-H. You got a code? For real? Yeah, she's, Literally, Exojackie, S-H-H-H. She's really dropping. 20% off. That's Changed lit. my life. Just saying. So many ads here. That's the program. They call it transformative No, you got to bring your own. You got to bring your own ads. Mm-hmm. You ready? For, bring, yeah, bring Listen, your own I'm ads. I'm just trying to get my own bag. Those meals are so expensive. One day, I randomly got a commission check for like a sizable amount of money. And I was like, who ordered? Damn. We there was should, only three people. We should make this a bit where uh, guests bring their own hats to our yeah. program. Um, <laughs> Yeah, give me a follow on Instagram, Hatman's World. Yeah, yeah. Hats. Oh, shit. God damn it, guys. Okay, I have a quote from Cardi B. Whether it's going for a date night or grabbing a bite after late night studio sessions, dot, 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 I'm always asking Offset to take me to McDonald's, Cardi B said. And now, quote, Offset and I have a meal named after us, exclamation point. I want all my fans to try it, especially with that barbecue sauce. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a. That's a good quote. Her I love, caption, I love though, that is really quote. Cool. What Sorry, a compelling. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I don't care. What was her caption? Her caption on Insta was like, Cardi and Offset, like something. And she goes, he's a simple man. It doesn't have to be bougie. That's what Offset said. <laughs> grab your date, grab some food, and have fun. That's, That's good. That's good stuff. It's That's cute. wholesome. I mean, Cardi B can do no wrong. And, I like them together. And I think authentically, she Shout can. out Ashley Kalmanowitz. What? We're just giving out random shout outs on our show? <laughs> um. Ashley Kamanowitz is the older sister of one of my good friends from Baldwin High School. Okay. And she runs PR at- McDonald's? No, at like Atlantic or whatever. For Cardi B. For Cardi. I was waiting for the Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Ashley Kamanowitz. DM me. Shout out to Cardi B. I want to get a shower cap to Cardi. Yeah. Could we get her on the pop? Yeah, probably. I mean, listen, she would, she would, she's she a She would crush. She's would, a she She's would, been there she for would like do a decade. Numbies. <laughs> okay, moving on. Drizz, There's a lot of Baldwin kids there. Drizzly Hotline. It's called Drizz188, sorry, 1877 Drizz Me. Good number. And speaking of Sounds hot corks, foamy That's gin fizzes, oh, it is. Yeah. all of this at your fingertips is a hotline for the team at Drizzly. And you call the hotline and you get the soothing sounds of foamy gin fizzes and hot corks and bubbling champagne. Yeah, you have three options. I called the number yesterday. Okay. It was pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it starts with a sexy man uh, telling you about the options, um, welcoming you to the hotline and then telling you about the options. And then you can hit one, two, or three. And I hit the cork popping, which was yeah <laughs> the iron pop, cork popping yeah it's it asmr type vibes i guess but it's like they've got some sort of grain on it so it's like mm. seems old school got phone it. type yeah. thing what do you do after uh jerk off <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. sorry um it's okay you just have you just have <laughs> 
I mean, it's a genuine question. It's just like, what? This is the most lazy idea. It's such a lazy idea. I feel like the like sex line hotline thing for brands has just been like done a million times. You put in the velvet background and you do the the sexy hotline yeah. thing, and it's just like. It's so bad. The only was Vitamin Water the first one to do it? No, a million brands have done it. And huh. I just feel like every one of I'm them. I'm about to do one. And listen, it's it's, it's probably better. It's I mean, it's listen. It's actually kind of dope. I'm not going to say what it is because people are listening. Shout out to my haters. Okay. I don't love anything about this, but the one thing I do love, and Kevin's going to know <laughs> what it is, there's a there's a thing in small print on the, on the ad that says, not real disclaimer. And it says, by placing this call, you're entering into an agreement that you are, in fact, a silly goose. That's that's good. That's good copy. You're also agreeing that lakes are better than oceans. Pineapple goes on pizza, and humanity peaked with the 1996 Dream Team. This <laughs> literally sounds like something Kevin would write. Yeah, like, and so apparently they're targeting you, Kevin. You're you're a silly goose. You're a silly goose. Yeah, I mean, I think you wait. You are entering into agreement that you are a silly goose. It yeah. literally says that. Yeah, literally says that. So, so I'm, I'm legally it. a silly goose now since I called the number. Yeah, I don't know. I just think like. You got the name Driz Me. Like maybe, you know, do some do some do a little bit of, you know, jizz puns, I don't know. <laughs> to make lean it a little bit further. Be a little naughtier. Like mm. you know, you're an alcohol like you yeah. sell alcohol. Like you're not you don't have to keep it like totally PG. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate them trying. Yeah. I just don't get it what it has anything to do with alcohol delivery. I don't know. Yeah. Corks and F- fizzies and, and Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't. It, it's I. I actually get. I get it. I think it's the best that they could do, and it's not that bad. That's yeah. Fair. No, I. I called the. I called the number. I yeah. thought. I thought the number. I think the number. He's a silly goose. This is this behind. No. Um. I think this like flyer, whatever it is, with the one eight seven seven Drizme and the not disclaimer copy. I think that's really nice. I yeah. liked it. That's my favorite part of it. It got me to call, and now he they probably it. own my information. Mikey, he liked it. He likes it. He likes it, Mikey. Um, okay, that's a super old reference, and uh, we lost all of our uh, Gen Z audience. But Well, isn't that why they listen? Because we have decades all, of experience. All and, three of them. Yeah. <laughs> in referencing this bullshit. Okay, I'm going to move on. Cracker Barrel, <laughs> the, um, the restaurant chain, has an idea for Valentine's Day. And it's. Say, I don't like being called old. Say yes. I'm young and relevant. Bell. You are so young and so relevant. You bring up a good point. And so, also so beautiful. I'm 35 and, and so I'm young charming and relevant. And so just fantastic. Quote, Cracker Barrel isn't just a restaurant. It's a place where care is the main ingredient. From the home-style food we serve to our warm, welcoming atmosphere, guests can expect the same familiarity and comfort of feeling cared for in everything we do every time they visit. This Valentine's Day, we want to extend our main ingredient even more by inviting guests to show the person they care about most how truly special they are, whether guests are celebrating big with their partner by submitting for our I Said Yes at Cracker Barrel Valentine's Day contest or enjoying our free dessert offer, all are welcome to show a little extra care this Valentine's Day. I hate this so much, I don't even want to talk about it. You don't want people to propose to their partners at Cracker Barrel? I just think that if you're a brand and you're going to try to cheapen someone's like milestone moment, you better pay it off with something that's worth that. You're saying getting entered into a contest to potentially win Cracker Barrel for a year isn't a big enough sort of uh, reason to propose to your partner. No, it's an Barrel? entry into a sweepstakes. Yep. All right. That's... Well, let's back up. Who goes to Cracker Barrel? 
in the first place. Lots who, who, is the, who is the average Cracker Barrel enjoyer? There's a lot of people. And then people swear by people love Cracker Barrel. And I bet f- you there's I know, proposals that actually happen in Cracker Barrel, period. For sure. 100%. But like if you say like, oh, we're gonna pay I mean, I guess if you leave it at the sweepstakes and pay for five people's weddings, like that's a better that's a better incentive. But like if you were gonna be if Cracker Barrel releases something that's like, oh, we're gonna do something for everybody who proposes at Cracker Barrel, you're gonna get a fuck ton of people going to Cracker Barrel to propose and get free shit. That's fair. That's yeah, that's the Cracker fair. Barrel way. That's fair. I think Jackie's right I, though. Yeah. It's 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 hard to influence people's life. It just feels like Like don't insert yourself there. Yeah. And if you do make do it worth it, like they could even if the, the bar was higher and not everybody gets a pony, at least you should get more if you win the sweepstakes. <laughs> than, oh, cracker barrel for a year. That's the best gift you could get. No, pay for the wedding. No, I'd rather have Cracker Barrel for a year. Cater the wedding. Yeah, cater the wedding would be cool. Catering the wedding is cooler than free Cracker Barrel for a year. Maybe you could roll it into catering the wedding. I think Cracker Barrel, I think, listen, I think their intentions are fine. I think this is good, but just it's like, yeah, proposal videos at Cracker Barrel to enter a contest. It just feels, for a chance to win, just feels like you can't. Too little. Too Too little. little. And then, you know, they were saying that you could get like a free dessert. That feels like (laughs) if I propose a fucking Cracker (laughs) Barrel, I need more than free dessert. Yeah, what is it? Your fucking birthday? Are they going yeah. to come out enough. and sing a song for you? Yeah, yeah. A free dessert? This, this, yeah, this honestly, know. it makes me feel like we're living in a dystopian future where we're selling our souls for... Content. No, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, the, they they want you to send a video in, so they're going to use that video for marketing. So, free content, baby. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna use the fuck out of your... It honestly, it makes my stomach engagement. turn. I know it's not my pod, but next, next topic. Tapa Chico is here, and they have an idea... Um, heart Tapa Chica Heart Seltzer specifically, and that's a scent a scorpion to your ex. The story comes from the die line, the number one place for packaging news, uh, sustainability news, and the award show, which we are starting to finally get down to the final deadline. So if you are a procrastinator like we are, <laughs> put in your die line award submissions today. Um, the story is, um, Send a scorpion to your ex. So Valentine's Day, often a celebration of love. Tapo Chico is kind of going the other way. This idea, starting February 10th through Valentine's Day or until supplies run out, Tapo Chico Heart Seltzer will send a ex a whole edible scorpion flavored just like its strawberry guava. The scorpion comes with a heart-shaped box reminiscent of candy packaging and yellow in the Tapo Chico yellow. And apparently the gift scorpion includes a 50% off coupon for Tapo Chico Heart Seltzer Variety 12 pack. Wow, love a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like, what is happening? So, <laughs> send a live scorpion. It's so it's a fake scorpion or a real scorpion? It's a real scorpion. I think you can infuse. I think you can eat. Wait, it's an infu- infused what? It's an I think edible it's infu- scorpion. It's an edible scorpion. Is it like in a sucker? Because like I know you can eat scorpions. Mm, maybe it's in a sucker. So I guess it's like you can send it to. You're oh sending my God, a gift to your ex. Is it just one of those gift shop? scorpion lollies I yeah i think it, it i think it's so it's i think real scorpion it sounds like this is like a gift to an ex you might want to like rekindle with you know 50 percent oh. off a hard seltzer pack like that's you know that's, that's yeah that's kinda, get saucy you know, yeah that's a little like you up get saucy let's yeah. get saucy i mean there's also there's no way of denying it if you send someone a gift on valentine's day you're thinking about them yeah mm. so if you're even if it's a gift that's a scorpion <laughs> like it's still it comes in a heart-shaped box. Yeah, what if Jackie sent a gift, a, a scorpion to her, one of her exes? Yeah, I'd be like, 
maybe don't. I don't even remember their names. Ah, oh. the best. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. Just me and Maddie Healy. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> me, Maddie Healy, Big Cat, John Mayer. Sometimes. Wow, what wow. a list! What a list! Now, okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> Tapa Chico. So the thing that we have to talk about is that Tapa Chico is not the only brand that's. I think they kind of stole major height differences. They kind of stole this from the Bronx Zoo. We talked about last year. They had a sort of send a cockroach they program. Do. They've been doing that for like thirty years. In this article, they talk about the San Antonio Zoo has sort of a fundraiser called Cry Me a Cockroach, where they send a digital card to sort of a not so special someone who basically is like a, you know, sort of a, doesn't have to be an ex, but sort of someone that you hate. So this is kind of catching on. And we covered, we covered last year, the Bronx Zoo That's did. Yeah. Uh, that shows I'm paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to her. <laughs> oh, thanks. Really tired. Um, but I think, yeah, last year we talked about how it definitely was for an ex when they were trying to make it like yeah. a good thing to send to the Valentines. But I also think that like no. this year I really loved seeing on TikTok apparently like there's a little bit of virality going around that like chicks are doing that and they don't care what they're telling. It's it's for exes. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I hate lots of TikToks. So I hate that they both Tapa Chico and the San Antonio Zoo essentially are stealing this idea from the Bronx Zoo. I hate stolen ideas. Yeah, this is kind of bullshit, right? I guess the San Antonio Zoo has the operate. You can you can name the cockroach. I don't mm. hate people, but I do hate. Stolen oh, ideas. ready for this? The San Antonio Zoo allows you to name the cockroach and then they feed it to an animal at the zoo. That's savage. super savage. <laughs> yeah. It is super savage. That's not like you are a cockroach. It's like I want you to die. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty dark, but also kind of brilliant. So but it's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bronx Zoo, like, shout out to them. They're the real innovators here. They're the ones that start all this cockroach. Did uh, they start? Yeah. I think they've been doing it for like 30 years or something, right? Remember we read that? Yeah, it's, it's been a long time program. Yeah. So shout out to Tapa Chico doing this in 2023, San Antonio Zoo 2020. So they're just, they're jumping on the bandwagon of yeah. sending exes or something. It's just a weird ex gift. I don't, it's, uh, yeah. it's odd. It's sort of an anti-Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day promotion, which wow. to be fair, it's it's working. Anti-created anti holiday Mm -hmm. gift mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah go cool. the other way i'm just really happy to have a valentine oh wow me too you know me too like it's just nice to be in love and not hate today wow you know nice it's a beautiful thing um, my valentine's jesus <laughs> <laughs> he loves the people we hate um we don't hate anyone that's true you want to hear the last yeah topic? but i got hella haters yeah same yeah but um, you know i love them all so being a successful woman on the internet. McDonald's goes into partnership and love. You know, the zoos are going against the grain. They're going the opposite way. Jimmy John's has a third way to go in, and that's through MILFs. Jimmy John's <laughs> is tempted. <laughs> yeah, young, gravy is, young Gravy is going through MILFs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jimmy John's- a third way in, MILFs. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy John's is a sandwich chain. They are known for making sandwiches. But this Valentine's Day, they're releasing a sweet new dessert, the Red Velvet Cookie, for a limited time. And so to honor the release of the sensational new, new treat, Jimmy John's partnering with multi-platinum rapper. Real quick. Is that true? Can somebody fact check that? I need to fact check that. Because if Young Gravy, TikTok superstar and notorious fan of older women, is a multi-platinum rapper, then maybe we I should put a little respect on his name, but because I I don't believe that to be true. Well, he had that one song, like last year, that was big played on, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, Can, do, do, which do one? Those, 
I don't even couldn't tell you. It was Young Gravy. It uses like a sample. Yeah, it's a sampled song. We're don't play it. We're not. We don't give no gravy showing. American Betty, get money. I don't know it. Yeah, you've you'll you would know it instantly as soon as. Oh wait, it. can you just? Pl- we can't play it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, we don't. I know it from it. a stupid face. Yeah, his stupid face. Who made this? Yeah, right. oh, get it off. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Uh, oh boy. Okay, so that's Young Gravy for those unfamiliar. Who wrote this creative? A fucking ten-year-old. And so wait, we gotta read it, Kevin. <laughs> Jimmy Johns is partnering with Young Gravy, TikTok superstar and multi-platinum rapper and notorious fan of older women to redefine the word MILF to mean moms I'd like to feed. That's worse. Wow. Wow. Why? Quote, I've been waiting down, I've been counting down the days until the release of the Red Velvet Cookie, said Young Gravy, I'm sure you have, who released a new video in honor of the event in the hilarious, over-the-top, traumatic, reality-style show video. Young Gravy is tasked with awarding a Red Velvet Cookie to his favorite MILF. The winner may surprise you. I'm assuming it's that grandma on the front? Yeah. MILFs are hot right now. Wow. Yeah, Milf Manor. Milfs young are gravy, all over the place. Jimmy John's. So maybe they're just tapping into the, the cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah, they're tapping some Milfs. This is just to feel so wrong yeah. in so many ways. I hate this so much. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And it's probably because I hate Young Gravy's face. I just, just want to. Right, it's got a bad haircut. Just Do you it. think that they purposely chose a not Milf to draw attention to the fact that it's moms I like to feed? What are you, you are you calling that woman not attractive? I'm saying she doesn't fit the arc, the standard archetype. Different strokes for different folks. Of a yeah, I guess. And, and you know, gravy be stroking. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he likes old Sorry. ladies. Yeah, it is quite a branding move for him to be like, my brand is lo- that I love milfs. He's just jacking Jack Harlow. Doesn't Jack Harlow <laughs> like older ladies? Yeah, but he's doing it in this like really satirical like branding way. Like that's his brand. His brand is yeah. he's a rapper and he loves milfs. Young gravy, but is- also doesn't Harry Styles love milfs? Like everyone loves milfs. Yeah, yeah every, everyone loves fair. milfs. I, guess- I don't know. Young gravy is Walmart Jack Harlow, who is yeah. um, <laughs> already who is already like Jack you know Coles. Can I tell you that I saw a clip <laughs> of Young Gravy on TikTok and he was saying he's like. I don't want to be a mega superstar. He's like, I don't want to be a mainstream artist. I don't want to sell out stadiums like Post Malone. And literally every comment was like, don't worry. It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be gone in 10 minutes after this song and this MILF thing is over, which I will say to his credit, he has kind of strung this out. He's got a brand and he has used this. This song was popular. Like, Maybe last summer. So now here we are in you know winter, spring. It's he's stretching it out. I just don't think. No, it's, it's just it's just the longer. advertising cycle. I'm telling you, they probably booked him when he was relevant. Oh, for sure. And now it's live, and he's getting credit for stretching out his tenure as someone on top. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like this is the. It just makes me really happy that there. I left advertising. If I'm being honest. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Like it makes right me time. happy that I have like a brand where I can do like cool new things and not be stuck in. What about having young gravy for like a, a MILF shower cap? <laughs> um I aim a little bit higher. My celeb endorsements <laughs> tend to be A-list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I genuinely think that like 
he's not on brand. What list? What list is Gravy on? We're not really Walmart. We're yeah. more of like a Saks. Yeah, yeah. Milf lover. He's like a D-list celebrity, if that. He's from Minnesota. What A-list? You want uh, Chelsea Handler? Mm-hmm. Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Speak to him. Young Gravy. Uh oh, Bette Midler. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine. AOC. That's pretty cool. Callback. I feel like Young Gravy probably isn't there people. yet, but maybe Ooh, in Sanam a couple Kapoor. years. You guys are big in other countries, right? Huge. Yeah. She's like the Gwyneth Paltrow of India. Cool. Huge. Um. Yeah. I just think we need to. I'm just trying to sell gravy. shower caps, you guys. I know it's very Day clear. In. You got a promo Day code. Out. Hustle. Listen, you're 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 a visionary, you're a genius, you're an inventor, you're a beauty, and you've been a great guest. Thank you Aww. very much for joining our show. Did I do good? We're thankful to have you. You did phenomenal, as you always do. Oh. And um That's sweet, isn't that sweet? That is very sweet. Are you pandering? You mean Me? it? Yeah, or you mean it? Never. I actually mean it. Thank you. Here's the thing, I'll give Jackie a little bit more credit. She came in almost blind. She almost had no clue what we were going to talk about. She sat down, and yeah, um, and she just hit it. Listen, I'm a closer. It was That's a right. little, uh, you know, communication mishap on who was sending the topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would never, e- I would never email another man's wife on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, you're, 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 well, you guys make it easy. You're so easy to talk to. Yeah. Well. To be honest, it was very easy. Valentine's Day advertising. This is, uh, you know, your yeah, it's my it's home my run. annual up home run. Well, yeah, happy. You Valentine's really do Day. have a good thing going. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you, thank you. Um, shout out to my uh, Love Island water bottle. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't bring mine. That would have been cute. You're we right. have matching Love Island water bottles. <laughs> Alexi, that's cute. awesome. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I think the show's over. Yeah. Well, it's nice to spend a little bit of time with you on Valentine's Day. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank, Thank you, you Kevin. Yep. See ya. Oh, I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah! Let's go ride a bike with my wife. Ah! My wife's real young. My wife's real small. Let's go to the beach and play with a beach ball. Praise Jesus God and my wife. Let's go to the beach and ride a bike. Oh, I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah! Oh, I love my wife. She is so fine. Ah!